Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, and welcome to the Digitally Uploaded Podcast, the companion podcast to digitallydownloaded.net. My name is Alan, I'm your host today, and with me, I have three boys. We've got Matt. Hello, Matt. Which Matt can I be talking to? <laughs> oh, oh, I just realised. Yeah, we've got two Matts, actually. Um, both Matts say hello at the same time to make it even more confusing. Hello. Hello. That was not at the same time. It was it was a very delayed. You needed to like actually do that at the same time to make that work, you know. <laughs> yeah, so we've got Matt who's the Hello. other chief, and we've got Matt who's also Matt Con. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> Hello. We've also got Trent as well. Hello. Hello, Trent. Hello. Oh, this is gonna be a really good podcast, I can tell. <laughs> um All right, so some basic news stuff this week. I've been playing a lot of Red Dead 2, and I'm not at all shocked to hear that Red Dead 2 has outsold its predecessor in eight days, <laughs> which is a little bit mental. Um, so they've managed to sell, no, not sell, uh, ship 17 million copies of Red Dead 2, which is a lot of, it's a lot of copies. It's, it's, a, lot. it's a lot of fish. It is. Does that count digital? Uh, that's physical sales. Okay, so digital is probably another, yeah, twenty or thirty copies. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> the physical copies included in the seventeen million total is in reference to units shipped to retailers instead of those purchased by customers. Yeah, that's that's a lot of copies. It is a lot. That's a pretty impressive number. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. Realistically, yeah, a lot of uh, like everyone keeps bringing it up. It, it appears once. You notice it once, and you're like, oh yeah, cool. And then you just don't even pay attention again. I'm angry. <laughs> Yeah, but when it finally outsells GTA Five, oh, like the most profitable media property of all time, yeah, yeah. When it outsells GTA Five, you're gonna see this cop up up, and then we'll be talking about that again. I'm okay with that. I'll keep playing Red Dead. I just want Bully Two. There should just be Bully Two. Rockstar needs to release no more games. The end. Okay. Yeah. The cop. <laughs> Matt. Matt, the editor. <laughs> Matt, what, what have you what have you got for us? So, Idea Factory held an event uh, where they announced basically everything that they're doing over the next year or so, and it's pretty neat. Pretty neat. So, what have we got? We've got a release date for Death End Request, which is February 2019. Um, we've also got the announcement of two new games. One is Dragonstar Varnier, and the other is Ark of Alchemist. And they're also bringing across the visual novel tie-in to the Date Alive uh, anime series, which is Date Alive Rio Reincarnation, and that's pretty good. That's um, lots of Compile Heart to look forward to for those of us who aren't Alan and like Compile Heart. Mm. Because Alan, Alan doesn't like Compile Heart. I don't even know what Compile Heart is, because the name is incomprehensible to human. <laughs> I don't know why I said human so weirdly there. <laughs> Yeah. Name is incomprehensible to human. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's a game that I just never want to play because I don't know what it's about. It's lots of very fan servicey JRPGs, Alan. Really oh, not God, your no, kind of it's thing. Aggressively not. <laughs> really not your kind of thing. But for people like me, I'm looking forward to it. I know other Matt's probably going to play them too, right, Matt? Mm. Yes, yes, I will. <laughs> a very convincing. You sold I, it to me, Matt. <laughs> I had to think about that, but yes, no, I definitely will. I like everything that they do. We yeah, still haven't got an announcement cool. for um, Mary Skelter 2, though. That's disappointing. I was hoping Mary for that. Mary Skelter? Mary Skelter 2. 
That was a really good um, dungeon crawler. Even Matt liked it, and he doesn't like dungeon crawlers usually. Um, so yeah, I was I was hoping to get more details on that, but we didn't, unfortunately. Oh well, I'm sure we will. Yeah, <laughs> um, Matt, what, what's happened for you? I am very excited that we've got a release date for a game called Grists, um, which is much sooner than expected. It's coming out on December 13. So anyone who hasn't heard of it, it's coming from Devolver Digital, who release a lot of quirk. Um, and this game is looks just very beautiful. It's kind of a platformer in a very surreal kind of looking world about a girl trying to deal with some sort of sorrowful event in her life. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Devolver's good. Yeah. They they publish good stuff. They also have the best conferences by far. They do. Yeah, it must be fun working for uh, them. They probably don't. They probably don't force you to work a hundred hour weeks. That's why. I love yeah. the year where the conference was like a stream for like twenty four hours or however long it was, and like Matt had given up watching it, and I was still watching it, and I'm like, oh, this just happened. It's so cool. It's like, what? That's still on. It was like hours and hours and hours later. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't do it that year. This year it was just a normal conference. Yeah. Yeah, and Brad. <laughs> Brad Trent. Brad Trent. <laughs> I saw a tweet earlier, and I don't know. Look, Trent. Hello. Hello. Yes, it's me. Okay, we're going to talk about YouTube on Switch. It's now here. It's the first time that um, you know there's been a streaming thing on the Switch for a while because Hulu seems to potentially have had some sort of exclusivity because it's been exactly a year since Hulu launched. But I'm gonna, because this is really boring news, I'm just going to do a public services announcement that the Switch does have parental controls. Please download YouTube and ban it if you have small children. <laughs> wow. That seems like good advice. Well, it is pretty good advice. I mean, you've got to give it to him. Mm. It, it's true. Yeah. Anyway, YouTube right. on Switch, I mean, I'm, I'm sure all of two or three people would find that useful. Yeah, I can't wait to watch YouTube on a device that I don't have mobile data for. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to be tethered to one spot. It's really fun. I just really enjoy sitting down and watching a good old video of white supremacism. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. Um, we're going to head to some music now. I forget what music it is, but it's Miku or some nonsense. It'll be in the thing. <laughs> Thank you. 
Hello, it's me. <laughs> yes. Yay, I'm an art man. Um, <laughs> so, so, Diablo Immortal, let's get around it. This is going to be a big old meme. Um, yeah, so if you were on the internet and were on Twitter, you probably would have heard that Diablo, that Diablo announced a new Blizzard. Yep. <laughs> that Blizzard announced a new Diablo game and it's betrayed gamers. It's betrayed them, Matt. It's a lot of betrayal happening in the industry right now. There um, is. <laughs> yeah. So um, the game is not what anyone wanted and I will give them that because I don't think anyone really asked for a mobile game, but I don't really care because <laughs> it's, Still, like, it's not for those people, I guess. The, the issue is, is that, so those of you who don't know what it is, it's a uh, mobile spin-off game set between Diablo 2 and 3. Um, it looks like it's going to be a shitty mobile game because it's going to be a shitty mobile game, but, like, who actually gives a shit? Um, yeah, so people were whining that it's not Diablo 4, and it's... It kind of makes me just think that people are four years old, as you would realize from that tweet. Like, I urge you to reconsider the context. Um, yeah, I'm not, I, my opinion on this is quite well known in that I just don't give a shit. And if you're going to get that vitriolic about a video game, that's definitely going to come out at some point anyway. <laughs> like, it's Diablo, there's going to be another one. There's going to be another one. <laughs> Like it, it just it's it's dumb. It's dumb. It's dumb. It's yeah, so it's, stupid. It's so stupid. Yeah, I know. I, I agree. I find it weird that like companies are always announcing games that I'm not interested in. Um, EA is constantly announcing new Battlefield games. Activision is constantly announcing new, new announcing new Call of Duty games, and I just don't play them. Um, if what? I'm not interested in them, I don't know. I, I, maybe there's something wrong with me, but if I'm not interested in the game, I I don't play it. Matt, um, EA's betrayed you. <laughs> yeah, I, I urge you to reconsider the context. <laughs> yeah, you should be buying every AAA game every single time that one comes out. Every single mobile game, your game collection should literally cover your whole house. Like, if you're not doing this, you're doing gaming wrong, Matt. But it's not just that. There's also a whole bunch of games that I've liked that have had mobile things announced, and I haven't been interested in them. And 
I, you know, games that I would otherwise like new entry of, and I just don't play them. And it's, a, it's almost like it doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> it's like it, it's like if if your if your whole life is defined by Diablo, and the only thing you live for is Diablo, and you finish Diablo three. You've had a really shit life then. Yeah, pretty much. (laughs) And like, you're the only game you can possibly play or be interested in in, is Diablo 4. Um, Then, yes, maybe you're probably disappointed to the point of being angry that instead you're getting a mobile Diablo. But I would imagine that, you know, most people are more well adjusted than that. And. (laughs) (laughs) Just like, just dunking on these people. And they can kind of play something else. Um, I would hope they'd be capable of playing something else, and maybe they should. It's it's a real shame that nobody has seen Diablo and the success of Diablo and said, hmm, we could make a similar game. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's almost like (laughs) no one's made any games. Yeah, no. There's a game called Street of uh, Imprisonment. Yeah. (laughs) Good joke, Alan. Really smart <laughs> joke. Um, yeah, Path of Exile exists, so all criticism is dumb. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if this is probably in, like worthy of having an entire segment now. Well, no, the, I, I guess I guess We're it's all kind of, the same. <laughs> I guess it kind of goes to a broader broader thing that you know, for some reason, gamers seem to think that they can just blow up at everything that doesn't go exactly their way. You know. Um, and it happens over and over and over again, and they try and force developers to change stuff in their games, or in this case, give up on a game completely and go and release something else. Um, and yeah, I, I don't know. It's I think that it's better if for for the entire industry if we kind of just leave um, developers to do what they do, and if we don't like something they've done, we just don't play it. Just don't go near it because that's... yeah. If you don't like the mass, if if you don't like the Mass Effect three ending, don't play Mass Effect three. If Dante's hair pisses you off, don't play Devil May oh, Cry. That was my favorite. <laughs> my, oh, I loved that one. That was <laughs> that was a good one. That one. Yeah. I'll never forget that one. That one was a very special one. Um, if a company's <laughs> really pissing you off by putting loot boxes and everything, don't play Star Wars. Yeah, problem uh, it, solved. Just don't buy the freaking game. Why does everything be solved by this? <laughs> Yeah, it's it's amazing how much can be solved by just not playing it. Um, and it's amazing how quick gamer rage also disappears. Like the Star Wars thing, that was a big thing pre-launch, and I think EA did like one little change. It's like, oh, I'm gonna buy it now. Why do they become Mr. So G yeah. when they buy the game? <laughs> <laughs> I think the the one little change is that they removed loot boxes entirely from the game. Yeah, it was oh, a pretty big change. Still in there. <laughs> but, they were still in there, but they couldn't buy them anymore. <laughs> so yeah, it was kind of like right. with everything. Yeah, that's a bad game. <laughs> yeah, I'm not like I feel like we're all on the same page with this, but this we're is incredibly right. stupid. See, for example, with Animal Crossing, like, you know, it had a mobile game. Animal Crossing community didn't like hate on the fact that a mobile game came out. They instead started a whole, you know. Um, cult around trying to summon a new Animal Crossing game. Why can't Diablo fans be like that? I can respect that. Yeah, Animal Crossing fans aren't PC gamers. <laughs> they're not. 
Matt, I urge you to go reconsider the context. <laughs> just, just come on, just one second. It's it's really hurtful what you're saying, and I don't <laughs> think you understand the context more carefully. Yes, my my apologies. I think one of my favourite things to come out of all of this was when the thing leak started coming out, suggesting that they're they were planning a Diablo Four announcement, but yeah. <laughs> Cancelled it at the last minute. Yeah, I'm so happy with like that. I think they saw the reaction from the gamers about Diablo Immortal and were just like, nah, you guys don't deserve this. <laughs> <laughs> I, I would seriously love it so much if Blizzard, the multi-mega million, billion dollar company that makes multi-billions of dollars from Diablo, decides after all of this was like, yeah, we're just going to give up on the billions of dollars because you guys are a bunch of entitled twats. <laughs> And not release Diablo Four ever, and that would be that would be hilarious for me. I think that would be that would be a uh, that would be yeah. a great kill for Blizzard to stick its flag in and you know uh, the uh, Blizzard's last and just rename Diablo Immortal to Diablo, Diablo 4. Four. That's what I was going to yeah. say. Too, yeah. <laughs> oh no! Instead of the A in Immortal being Four, something like a cool dubstep version. <laughs> yeah. But let's be serious, for her. Diablo Four is going to be like two years or so off. Like it's, it's going to be a fun game. Like it's, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah, it's going to happen. That's the thing. That's the thing. People are like, "Oh, you haven't announced Diablo Four. It must not be happening." I'm like, "Well, what kind of fucked up logic is that? That's not. That's not true at all." No, but it's going to happen. Business. Matt, they understand business. I urge you to reconsider their context more carefully. <laughs> Yeah, Pe- people are funny people. People are fuckwits. <laughs> That's a good time to leave that session. Let's, oh. let's use some music from Diablo, Alan. Yeah, I was just going to say that. <laughs> Diablo 4. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't exist, Matt. It wasn't announced. It doesn't exist.
and welcome back from all that jazz. Because Diablo is known for its jazz content. Um, so we, we've also seen some news this week of uh, Final Fantasy XV sort of just being sent out behind the shed. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's a very nice way of putting it, Alan. Uh, yeah. Let's um, go on to the farm. Yeah, it's, it's been sent to a better place. Um, yeah, so the game's pretty much dead at this point, except for one more episode of DLC, which is episode Arden. Um, so Hajime Tabata has now left Square Enix because he's, probably, he's probably been worked to death. <laughs> really? <laughs> um, yeah, so he's, he's off, which means that all development on Final Fantasy XV content has been discontinued as of like last Wednesday, I believe. Um, yeah, it's, it's sad. The game's good. I don't know. I think everyone here enjoyed 15. I certainly did. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Really enjoyed it. Loved it a lot. Liked all the DLC. Was waiting for an Iris DLC. Never came. Very what? sad about this. I was going to say the DLC made the game just instantly better, which is very confusing <laughs> because they fixed the story problems I had. <laughs> was, I came back to it. And I was like, my criticisms aren't valid anymore. And I don't understand why. <laughs> I thought it was quite an interesting thing for them to do too, because obviously after what well, was in development for like 10 years, wasn't it? Um, so they needed to make lots of money back from it. And their way of doing that was to, to turn it into a games as a service thing. I hate saying that stuff, but, but it's a single player game. Which but yeah, it was, more... it was a single player game and uh, it's been two years. It actually marked two years uh, since release this week as well. Um, and yeah, it was constantly updated with new DLC and new story uh, angles and, you know, stuff. And new action anglers for fishing. Yeah. yeah, it had all this, it had all this really great stuff that was kind of around it. And it was, it was, um, it was a hub. <laughs> the yeah. base game was like a hub for, you know, um, a, quite a, quite what turned out to be quite a big adventure and quite an interesting world and good characters and lots of food, good cooking. Um they also added a multiplayer mode for some reason. Yeah, comrade, multiplayer. that was actually pretty good, though, because it was just a shittier version of Monster Hunter. <laughs> like, I would still take a shittier version of Monster Hunter if it means I don't have to spend 17 billion hours cutting off one leg. Like, uh, but they did, they did all kinds of interesting stuff with it. The fishing game was actually quite good, the VR fishing game. Yes, uh, I, I heard that was good. I enjoyed that a lot, actually. Uh, and they had the... A free game that they released, the Brawler, the side-scrolling Brawler on the PS4. Which oh, was, yeah. That was the was neat. That was a pre-order bonus, though, wasn't it? No, it was free. Oh. Completely free. You can go and download it right now, Alan. Um, and it was it was actually quite good. It was uh, a lot of fun. They had the movie, which a lot of people didn't like. I quite liked it, actually. Um, <laughs> they had, you know, they had, this, they had this whole structure around it, which was really impressive and... I felt that they ended up with a really interesting world and I'm quite disappointed that we're not going to get those last three DLCs because they would have been good. But I guess, I don't know. I don't know if it was um, Square Enix deciding that they're done with it, which I can't imagine is the case, or Tabata leaving and then Square Enix having no idea how to actually... <laughs> they just leave like a really cryptic note. It's like, <laughs> if you want to finish 15, you must follow me these questions three. <laughs> <laughs> which which is probably closer to the truth he, he probably left and Skrenix was like I have no idea what we're doing with this now let's just give it up <laughs> um, sitting in a room that's on fire <laughs> um, I think he's because... gone to work on Diablo for mobile oh yeah yeah, yeah he's gone to work on Diablo 
No, Diablo 4 isn't real though. It doesn't exist, Trent. <laughs> but yeah, he, it was definitely it was definitely his game. Uh, I think everybody knows that now. Um, he was brought on late in the project, I believe, and, and fixed it, fixed it, <laughs> and actually got it out, which was pretty impressive because it was not going anywhere under the previous guy. Um, what are you saying? And... Nomura totally can direct a game and have it come out in a reasonable <laughs> time frame. Um, <laughs> so yeah, it was definitely his game, and I guess that's why we're not getting the three DLCs because now that he's not with Screenix, um, they didn't see how they could finish it. So I'm still disappointed. I'm very upset. Yeah. I'm going to rage on Twitter. I'm going to urge them to reconsider the context. <laughs> context. Yeah, <laughs> it's only the context. Matt, have you ever considered maybe they're working on Final Fantasy 16? Like, it's just... No, no, they don't No, no, there's not going to be a Final Fantasy 16. See, there's a new law, Trent, that you can't make simple <laughs> for popular games. Um, especially if they'll make money. Yeah, and, and especially if it's like AAA developers and publishers, they're not allowed to make sequels anymore. So we're not going to get a Diablo 4. We're not going to get a Final Fantasy 16. Um, we're going to have to rage. Yeah, rage Final Fantasy, all the bravest too. <laughs> I would laugh if Final Fantasy 16 is a, a mobile game. That's going to be hilarious. It wouldn't be that shocking. Mobile <laughs> and on Nintendo Switch. Perfect combination. I'd probably buy it. <laughs> no, sorry, I, I didn't consider the context enough. I can't buy it. <laughs> Not a PC game star. <laughs> I don't know why my brain, a PC gamer, is a barbecue dad. <laughs> Like, oh, yeah, I can't wait to bloody uh, plug in that Diablo bloody immortal into my bloody download system, boys. Why do you sound like that guy off Home and Away? Oh, uh, Alf? Alf Stewart? Yes. <laughs> yeah, because it's me. Well, we're, we're, we're getting weirdly specific Australian right now. Um, for, for a global podcast. <laughs> no, 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 you don't understand. It's, so everyone who doesn't know what a barbecue dad is, imagine... Australian bloke outside a barbecue wearing shorts and thongs and a bing tang like singlet. <laughs> that is what we're talking about. <laughs> cultural learning. This is a cultural <laughs> podcast. I urge you to reconsider the cultural context. But what do people think about Final Fantasy 16 to bring it back on topic? Um, what's, a, I mean, Matt, do you think it? I mean, you we all assume it's coming, but what? <laughs> What might it be, is the question. What might yeah, it be? I reckon it'll be some sort of video game. Possibly, <laughs> possibly a toy. I don't know. Yeah, it's going to be a video game. <laughs> no, it's actually going to be a series oh, of tunes. Because you imagine it was toys to life and you had little cho uh, chocker, 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 what are they called? Chocker, the little birds. Chocobo? Ch Chocobo. Yeah. yeah, and they're like Chocos. little toys of them. Chocos, Chocos. <laughs> Chocobo. <laughs> they are called Chocos. All right. <laughs> but it'd be interesting to see if um, Screenix goes back to a more traditional approach with Final Fantasy sixteen. I guess it'll depend on which director they attach to the project. Um, it's Nomura uh, again. <laughs> if, it's, if it's Nomura, it'll never come out. Yeah, it'll never actually happen. Yeah, it's actually yeah. just a belt that you can buy. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even know who, who'd be shit. who'd be next in line now. Um, because um, Squenix has lost quite a few of its old Final Fantasy talents, so they should um, give they it should it Taro. They should bring Yoko Taro <laughs> in to direct Final Fantasy sixteen. That'd do it. All they have That'd to do be... is offer him money and he'll do it. 
Yeah. Hearts or the world ends with you. Whoever did that, just give it to that. Don't give it to Nomura. Do not give it to Nomura. Do not give it to Nomura. Do never, do never, give Nomura a game project because yeah, that's a quick way to kill it. After after ten years of development, it'll be dead. It wouldn't be dead. It'll be floundering in the water, just barely breathing. Actually, what it might that um. What's the name of that studio that they've repurposed and Luminous Productions, is it? Luminous yeah. is the 15 studio. Yeah. So, oh, that's right. Yes, because he was the head of that one. Wasn't yes, he, he? he was. Yeah. Yes. But they, they said they've repurposed that and they're making some sort of new AAA game. Yeah, which would probably be Final Fantasy 16. Um, no, but Matt, they've not announced it. It doesn't exist. <laughs> maybe maybe for once it's gonna be a new IP. Maybe it's gonna be a new iPad. <laughs> new iPad <laughs> no, after after the Quiet Man Screenix is probably not gonna do a new IP yeah. for quite a while. I'm gonna do the loud boy. Yeah, the loud boy. <laughs> the Alan game. Yeah, this is <laughs> this is me shouting. <laughs> it's just Alan running around putting anime games in the bin. <laughs> But then there's a dream sequence where he's dreaming about those anime games and they haunt him and then he wakes up with uh, wet hands and then he has to cover it and, and with like... I hate hands. this conversation. <laughs> this is going very strange places, Trent. Um, it's all about game design. It's all about the context that we have to consider. The context. It's all about that context. I, th- <laughs> I think it'd be in- interesting to see if... Final Fantasy 16 was directed by um, Hiroki Chiba, who did the World of Final Fantasy. Oh, that's a good choice. And they might well give it to him because, yeah, he's he's done I a think... Final Fantasy game. And I, I I don't know, a lot of people thought that World of Final Fantasy probably deserved to be a numbered one anyway. I did. Yeah. I think he was also one of the lead story writers on uh, that other one that I can't conveniently have forgotten the name of. Um, oh, um, Type Zero? Yes, that one. Yep. That was... Thank you for knowing exactly what I was talking Why about. Why did I know that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Type Zero. Oh, I, uh, the PS4 version of that was one. Tabata, wasn't it? He directed it, and so this guy wrote it. Is that and, uh, yeah, I think he was one of the writers. Oh, okay. Well, he knows his stuff then. I, I guess the other option is they might give it to the guys that did the... um the, the, the guy that headed up the Final Fantasy XII remake project. Yeah. Give it to him. Um He'd be respectable. He did a good job with HD Final Fantasy XII. Yeah, it was, it's a video game. It's a good one. <laughs> I, st- I still think Yoko Taro is the right choice. Yeah, I feel like Yoko Taro is the good choice in every situation, except <laughs> yeah. for when you want to make a game that doesn't alienate a whole bunch of people. <laughs> Diablo 4. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Could you imagine yeah. Yoko Taro taking on Diablo? That would be brilliant. You're acting like I would be super into that, but I would I would buy that on release, and I'd urge them to reconsider the context. <laughs> Yoko Taro should just do every game. That's He's going to be a very busy boy. Mm. <laughs> because Otona made a lot of money, didn't it? Uh, automa- yeah, 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 it did. It made a lot of money. I don't know why I called it Automata. <laughs> I think it was, is it up to three, four million? I sure. Think? Something like that. Yeah, yeah. it's 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 popular. It yeah. sold good. And they are making a new Nier, but they still haven't confirmed that Yoko Taro is involved. No, in no we, don't, we don't know it's real, Matt. It doesn't exist. Yeah, I'm not no, it in my hands. Near enough. 
they absolutely have confirmed that they're making it, but um, yeah, they, they haven't told us whether he's going to be involved in it, and if he's not, then that's going to be a very strange thing to do. Yeah, yeah there's someone equally as weird, like which can, you know, conjure up these amazing ideas. So I'm directing near, by the way. <laughs> All right, cool. Goichi, Goichi Suda, Goichi Suda takes on Final Fantasy. Look, honestly, I would like Swery to do it. Yeah. Oh yes, he'd be great. Like <laughs> for me or Final Fantasy, both oh, at the both same me. time. <laughs> Can Nier be like a futuristic Final Fantasy, like Final Fantasy Nier, like merge the two like IPs together? Did you just say can there be a futuristic Final Fantasy? Trent, is there a future you know, Final Fantasy? You really haven't played too many Final Fantasy games, <laughs> have you? Like, like have like a like a like a parallel universe where like its its future is close to the future of Nier and like. It's, Would you say it's near? Yes. Ah, oh, good. Yes, I, I yes. <laughs> That's all I wanted to confirm. Sorry. <laughs> Final Fantasy 16 and Near 3 are actually the same game. And Diablo 4. <laughs> Diablo 4. It's a big it's a cross-continental collaboration. <laughs> <laughs> I'd actually buy that. <laughs> So, oh, so, so you go to the depths of the earth for like Diablo. It's like all like a helly landscape. Then you go to the land of like earth and it's Final Fantasy. And it's anime as shit. Yeah. 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 And then you go to space and it's near. And it's like all these like space missions about near and like coming down to earth and stuff. But, but is like, it near or is it far wherever you are? Is, aren't they on the moon and near? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Uh, go play near Automata. <laughs> <laughs> Um, anyway, we're going to move on. So we get some music from Nier Automata because Frick. <laughs> it's a good soundtrack. It's good music. It's a great sound.
Welcome back, everybody. Okay, so a game has been released this week, and that's pretty It's not Diablo 4. It's not Diablo 4. Um, <laughs> it's not even Final Fantasy 16, but it is a game uh, of sorts. So 11.11, Memories Untold, Retold. Oh, God, I can't remember. I, I hate subtitles in video games. They should just ban them. Um, hereafter... <laughs> Hereafter, hereafter called 1111 uh, was released this week and it kind of came out of nowhere. I knew that it existed because when it was announced uh, at the start of the year, I think, um, it was pretty high profile. It had uh, the involvement of Elijah Wood's studio, his new game studio, and um, it was their first project. And it also had um, Ardman involved. Ardman being the amazing animators behind Shaun the Sheep and Chicken Run and all those other great Why did you not say Wallace and Gromit? Wallace and Gromit. No, okay, there we go. (laughs) I was getting there, but you butted in, Alan. No. Did they also do the Ravens? No. No, they did not. Definitely did not do the Ravens. They most certainly did not. No. Yes, they most certainly did not. It's Um, not nearly French enough. Rabbits. <laughs> See, Ardman is actually good, um, oh. and they they the the result is eleven eleven, and it is a well. If you played Valiant Hearts, I guess the two uh, D Ubisoft game uh, about World War One, eleven eleven is basically like a three D version of that. Um, the art style is very impressionist in style, so that kind of brushwork, and then they've animated that brushwork, so it looks really distinct and unique and uh it tells a very sober um story about war it's not a pew pew gun em up which is good and the release timing is quite good because as most people should be aware it's 100 years since um world war one finished oh it is oh my gosh it is this year your remembrance day yeah that's so exciting. that's obviously why they timed it for this this period and i think this is as I kind of said in my review, this is the kind of game about war that all games about war should be. It looks at war in the right context. <laughs> um, and yeah, it's it's not it's not fun to play as such, but it's certainly enlightening and um, artsy. It's one of those games that kind of reminds you that video games can be used for more than just fun, which is good. Yeah, the birds in your background are agreeing with you. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. We're no, really I, lucky the cockatoos aren't around. They were around this morning and they were very loud, but no, these are just... They are loud. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they are. Um, no, like, honestly, so we went to this section and the first thing Matt said was, okay, we're going to try and sell it to you. And you literally didn't <laughs> have to do that. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I said that. I was the in, in informed one saying we're gonna sell it to everyone because I've also played it and everyone and everyone's like, well, you we already we're gonna buy it. Yeah, it already looks like a game that I'm sold instantly <laughs> into. Yeah, it's it's, it's also really unfortunate because I don't want it to get overshadowed, but it's gonna get overshadowed. Unfortunately, I feel. Yes, by Battlefield Five and by F- still F- Red Dead as well, <laughs> probably. Well, Red Red Dead at least is a differently themed thing. Um, Battlefield Five is themed after World War Two, isn't it? This year, um, yes, it's World War Two. It's not World War Two. It's themed after World War Two. It's a whole lot of crap that uh, uses World War Two as a yeah, but for gamers, it's backdrop. All the same. Yeah, and I'm sure some gamers will walk away from Battlefield Five thinking, "Hey, this is a really good World War Two story," and they won't even play. 
this one, unfortunately, but they should. It should be mandatory to play these kinds of games. Um, and <laughs> this is the kind of game that should go into like uh, war museums and things like that so people can can get a sense of what war was like. I guess um, more specifically about it, in, in 1111 you play as two different characters. One is a Canadian fella, a young guy, that's uh, a young photographer and he gets dragged into the war by a general um, on the promise of kind of fame and uh, adventure uh, by photographing the front lines of the war. And he quickly learns that it's not the adventure <laughs> that he was promised. Uh, and the other story is a German um, engineer gets uh, enlists because he hears that his son who was fighting the war um, is in a unit that suffered, suffered casualties and he's not sure if his son was one of them. So he enlists to go to the front lines to try and track down where his son is. Uh, and these stories are kind of told, the German stories are told through a series of letters that he sends back home, um, which are pretty, pretty, uh, you know, uh, a punch to the gut kind of letters. And the photographer one, you actually get to take photos of uh, what he sees. And they come out looking like the kind of black and white photos of World War One. And they are stunning, and they're all saved to your PlayStation hard drive, so you can then share them around later. But yeah, they're Twitter. <laughs> you can you can tweet them out. Uh, but yeah, it's quite it's a very impactful game. I certainly um, came away from it having the feels. And um, one other thing worth noting: there is a piece of DLC that you can buy, which is actually worth buying because it gives you two stories about kids that were affected by the war, and it actually uh, the money goes to War Child child which is a charity um that supports kids from war zones oh that's nice yeah so they the developers clearly went into this with a very strong intent to to tell an actual world war one story not a you know fantasy bullshit one like ea and activision does um and yeah it's um it's pretty impactful and yeah. it's short it's only about four hours long so uh you can play it in, a, in an evening and um you should. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something else after that, but you just sort of stopped and I was like, okay. It's like, Trent, you shouldn't play it in an evening. You need to have breaks when you play games. You need to have breaks every two hours, like when you drive, you know, drive alive, 15-minute break, have, have a coffee, like walk walk around, you know, your house, don't sit on your couch all day. I don't know. Maybe that maybe it was a subtle gig at that. Um, yeah. Like, I, I don't know. This game looks really cool. Like I said, I did not need to be sold on it because as soon as you said it's like Valiant Hearts, I was like, oh, <laughs> oh yeah. All right, yeah, I'm sold. Um, also, I want to point out before we move on, if you haven't played Valiant Hearts, go play Valiant Hearts. <laughs> I also just want to say in terms of like the war sections, like when you're actually in actual like combat, in this game, I feel like I was more connected than say something like Call of Duty or battlefront in terms of the actual action like because you're not focusing on shooting something and you're actually focusing on doing a task or a mission um i feel like you know instead of you know it, it felt more connected to like oh crap there's like you know fire above me or something like that like you felt more connected in terms of what's happening around you um there was more context i guess than something like call of duty where it's like here's a gun go and shoot something yeah yeah, obviously, uh, if you didn't get the sense from it, from the, the way we've described it, there is no, I mean, it's not a violent game in the sense that um, you're doing the violence. <laughs> you're playing as kind of um, 
supplementary roles within the the military machine uh photographer and an engineer so you're not actually tasked with with shooting people and stuff which is which is nice oh and you can play as a cat yes i was gonna i was gonna like if it was just gonna cut off the podcast and go nowhere else about that i was gonna be like no we have to talk about the cat the cat yes there is a cat level which is great the gap makes it game of the year. Like, seriously. Like, I did not expect it. I just got plopped into this cat's body. I was just playing around. I'm like, oh, I'm a cat. And it makes these cute little meows. It's like, meow, meow. I'm like, yeah, this is so awesome. And then I'm jumping all over the labels. And I'm like, oh, crap. Is this cat going to die? And good, it did. But I was, like, really panicking because, like, all this stuff started happening. And I was like, oh, no, is the cat going to die? And, yeah. Yeah, it's um that, that it it was it was it's a little bit surprising for me, I guess, because it definitely has moments of levity and stuff as well, which I think is a smart thing to do. Um, that helps to, I guess, drive home the the sadder moments of the game. But yeah, the, there's definitely a, it's a very human story, so the you know it, it has got those moments of level levity and lightness, and they throw in a joke where they have a go at Assassin's Creed in there, which is which was a nice touch. Is the creed um, assassinating? No, no. What you do is you climb you, when you're playing as the photographer. You can climb up a, a pole to to get a good view of the guns uh, looking out over the the trenches. And when you get to the when you get to the top up there, oh, don't calls, tell me it does that. No, no. A guy a guy calls up to you from below saying, uh, "Be careful up there." Like uh, a guy tried to jump into a haystack the other day and it didn't end well for him, which I thought was pretty, <laughs> which was I, I thought was pretty cool. Uh, a little bit on the nose, perhaps, but it was uh, and a little bit of an obvious joke, but it was a good one. And it, again, it made me chuckle. And um, I think Valiant Hearts, as great as it was, was a little bit too uh, serious throughout. Didn't really have that same sense of fun about it as well um, and levity. And this game, I think, gets the tones much, much better balanced. I believe some of the developers actually were involved with Valiant Hearts. So, um, yeah. That's good. Uh, yeah, it's kind of like a semi-spiritual a sequel of sorts, but a, a much bigger production. I'm I'm really pissed off that they released it right now, though. Like, yeah, why release why release a game in the middle of all these other big blockbusters? The busiest part of the year. Yeah, when it's obviously the kind of game that would just you know it would do so well if it was released in a quieter period of the year where the higher production values over the other indie stuff would help it stand out but um it really seems like no one's talking about though which is quite a shame like i haven't seen anything pop up in my twitter feed from any like media outlets or anything like that saying everyone go buy like 11 11 like i i feel like it's to be fair that didn't happen with valiant hearts either <laughs> unfortunately everyone go buy 11 11 and also go buy valiant hearts which if you haven't played it yet, it came out on Switch. Just Switch, recently. yes, I was. Uh, that was and a good point, Matt. Yeah, um, yeah. Go so do you, some learning. If you haven't got a, if you haven't got a PS4 or an Xbox or a PC, um, and can't play Eleven Eleven, you can play Valiant Hearts on Switch, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. And with that, let's call it there. Let's... We'll get some music from Valiant Hearts or Eleven yeah. Eleven, one or the other. Um, because they've both got great soundtracks. They do. It's very like Emily esque soundtracks. It's a very there, good. There was a part of Eleven Eleven which reminded me of like, um, what's that daytime, like not daytime TV show? Um, that, that TV Is it show. Oprah? No, like one of those, one of those top shows. Um, it's like, this sounds like, um, like, I don't know. It, I can't remember what the show is, but basically it sounded like one of those cop shows, like not NCIS or something like that, one of those much older ones. 
And I was like, this is so cool. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I sort of like forgot completely all the information and derailed everything. Nope. <laughs> <Yep>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so with Trent putting his foot in his mouth now we'll definitely wrap up the podcast and uh, some music thanks very much for listening in as always and we will see you all at the next one bye